Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ren with Dance With My Demons podcast. Are you looking to start a podcast? Then let Buzzsprout be the way. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show could be online and listed on all the major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many more, just within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. With Buzzsprout, you can create something great together. Follow the link in the show notes, which lets Buzzsprout know we sent you. Buzzsprout will send you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and it's sent after a second paid invoice, and it helps support our show as well. Buzzsprout, the best way to create a great and professional podcast. Later. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ren with Dancing My Demons Podcast, and I'm back, Season 4, Episode 12, and I've entitled it Back to the Future. On this episode, I'm going to be chatting about a conversation I had recently with my son in regards to my mental illness and how I managed my health back then and, and you know how things were with my kids and how it played into my decision-making, how it influenced the things in my life and where I'm at now today. So with that being said, sit back, hit play, and welcome to Dance My Demons Podcast. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ryan with Dance My Demons Podcast, and welcome back to the show. This is episode 12, Back to the Future. Like I was saying earlier, this episode came about in regards to a conversation I had recently with my son. I was visiting my son, visiting my grandchildren, and as my son and I were sitting playing with my my grandson, we just happened to kind of spark a conversation of, well, I should say my son sparked a conversation of, you know, my son was monkeying around with him, jumping on him and stuff, and my son was trying to remember, I guess, was sparking a conversation of, you know, was I that way with him in regards to, you know, my son playing with me? And I know I paused for a second. I was remembering and I was like, well, yeah, sure. But I'm sure there were times where I wasn't always easy. And in that conversation, I remember apologizing to him because I knew at that time I wasn't always the easiest person to be around or to kind of deal with and I though I I love my children and there are so many memories that I have with them where we played and laughed and did so many silly and wonderful things but there were also times where it wasn't always easy with me 
Now, mind you, this was before I was ever evaluated or diagnosed or I had any idea I was, you know, living with bipolar in any way, shape or form. Um, I don't think I even recognized then that I had any issues, you know, mental, mental health issues, I should say. I think I just was just kind of going about my life and that's just the way I was. It wasn't until now, many, many years later, mind you, my my son just turned 28. So, you know, it's been quite a few years since he's been a child. But it's been many years since I've been evaluated in consideration to that time. But I do remember, I do recall many memories where I wasn't always easy. And I, and I was very honest with him. And I apologized to him as if there was ever a time where I wasn't always easy, or I was maybe too serious or too hard on you. And I was very blatant with them. I said, if I, if I was ever treating you like a dick, I never meant to. And it never had anything to do with you. It's probably just what I was going through, how I was feeling, or whatever was happening inside me was happening. And it just kind of came out the way it did. And, but, because I, I know... I know my son has some memories and some recollections where I, it wasn't always easy, where I was kind of hard on him. And, and to the point where I remember him, this is, you know, now a 20-year-old man even telling me, you know, there was times when he was a kid where he was afraid of me. Not afraid of me doing anything terrible to him, but I guess, you know, I, I could be very imposing or very kind of, you know, serious, tough to be around. So I, I, it was probably difficult for him you know, where I didn't make it where I was always the most approachable um, so you know we, we chatted for a while in regards to this and you know we you know we were watching my grandson play and you know horse around and stuff and you know he just I think my son was just very curious of I guess of my awareness you know my, my kids are very aware now um at this stage in our lives about my mental health and they're very supportive and they're always very understanding and and they get it now um but there definitely were tough times when they were young i hate to say this but it's probably more so i'm a father of three kids um two daughters and a son and i you know I think I was harder on my son more than my girls. I think because I think my mindset was then is like I just wanted him to, you know, be the protector, you know, you know, to, when I'm not there to watch over his sisters, to be, to toughen him up, to make him prepared for the, you know, to the real world. Mind you, this is just a kid, a kid that just wanted to play, just wanted to be a kid, wanted to be silly. But my mindset was that way, whether that had anything to do with mental health or not. Probably partially the way I was raised myself, um, but also I think part of it was my mentality, my emotional well-being, my mental health. Um, it, it was just, that's just kind of the, the thought pattern I had. And I know I wasn't always easy with my kids and I know it wasn't always easy especially with my son and I, I think back to it now because my son's a parent now you know he you know he has kids of his own and I see sometimes his some of his behaviors are very 
reflective of some of the behaviors I was with him. And I, I've had conversations with him and also with my, with my daughter, with one of my daughters in regards to this. And, you know, if they take away anything from my life now that they're parents, I want them to take away the good things, not the not so great things for me. I look back to it now and some of the decisions that I made and choices that I made with how I handled them. I believe I was wrong. I believe I could have done things so differently. I think of, I think if I had known what I was dealing with in regards to myself, then I would have made very different choices, very different decisions. I would have handled things totally different. I probably, knowing now, I probably would have seen somebody, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, I, you know, somebody that can kind of tell me what was going on with me. The only problem with it is that I can't go back in time and I didn't know what I was dealing with then. It wouldn't come to happen until many years later. But knowing what I know now, I wish I knew then what I know now. I know I would have made different choices. I know I would have handled things so much differently, especially in regards to my children. I would have handled things very differently. And that's why I think one of the messages you know, I like to talk about throughout this show is getting evaluated, seeing a psychiatrist, seeing a psychologist, talking to your therapist, doing all the things you need to do now to take care of your mental health. If something doesn't feel right, you should probably, you know, be seeing somebody about it. You know, now more than ever, times have changed. There's so way so much more awareness on mental health and mental illness and though there is so much awareness now there's still so much to go in learning about it but the one thing we do know now is that there are so many outlets for help out there now more than ever and they're so much more accessible and getting help you know seeing like i said seeing your psychiatrist or seeing a therapist or psychologist is definitely the first start into getting your mental health or mental illness in some type of managing type of of way, you know, of managing it and dealing with it. I, I think one of the hardest things we go through, and I've said this before in past episodes, I think one of the hardest things that we can come to deal with when we do go get help is I don't know if we're always prepared to hear what they're going to say. Sometimes we hear very big words such as, you know, bipolar, manic depressive, or whatever the particular diagnosis may be. There's so many. It can be very overwhelming. It can be very impactful to us. It can, it can kind of, you know, push us in different ways. It could push us into denial where we don't want to hear that. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm not crazy. That's generally the first response most people can have. Or... In my particular instance at that time, when I did get evaluated, um, I didn't deny it. A light bulb actually went off in my head, and I was like, okay, it makes sense. I understand now why so many things were happening to me and why I was feeling and thinking, and, you know, things were just going the way they were at that time. Recognize those signs and understand that 
you're not crazy. You know, there's just things happening to you inside, mentally, emotionally, physically, genetically, chemically. There's so much going on when you're dealing with a potential mental illness that you're not always in control of yourself. You know, you're kind of all over the place. But that's the importance of being evaluated and seeing a psychiatrist and talking to a therapist, seeing a psychologist. You're doing something about it. You're kind of taking the steps necessary to get on the right track to managing your health better, your mental health better, which is just as important as your physical health. It's key. It's key to managing your health. Where you go from there will ultimately kind of define where you'll be next, what your future will be, how you will manage your life, how much better it it could potentially be. It's all going to be dependent on the steps that you take. I tell a lot of people when I meet them or I speak to them or people that I know in conversations that ask those questions to me and they're wondering about themselves. They have signs or feelings a certain way and they ask me and the one thing I tell them is, is go get evaluated. I said, I can't tell you I'm not a doctor and there's no way I would be able to evaluate you in any way, shape or form. But I can advise you to get help and lead you in the right direction. It doesn't mean just because you're going to see a psychiatrist or a therapist, psychologist, that you are automatically going to be, you know, diagnosed as bipolar, bipolar one, bipolar two, whatever diagnosis it could potentially be, PTSD, HDAD, whatever it may be. It doesn't mean because you're seeing them that that's automatically what's going to happen. But you don't know. I always recommend seeing them because it's a starting point. It's to know what's actually going on. You don't know what it's going to be until you actually take those first steps. Open that first door and find out what is happening. It could be anything. It could be nothing. But the fact that you're having these feelings... It's a sign, it's a feeling, it's an instinct, it's something telling you there's something wrong or something not just not quite right and you need to do something about it. That's kind of your mind or body's way of telling you something's just not quite right. And if I also tell people if you're not ready, if somebody's trying to push you into getting help, what I've kind of experienced myself is that the more somebody tries to push you into something, the more try somebody tries to push their what they believe you have onto you, the more you're going to resist. The more you're not going to do anything about it. It just seems like a, like a reaction that people have. I, I, I always tell them when you are ready, when you feel it's time, and when you've come to terms with the idea, okay, that maybe there's something going on, I need to go see help. That's when you will do it. If there's one thing I've experienced is that the more others try to put it on you, the less you will do anything about it and believe it. You have to do it for yourself. You can't do it for anybody else. Even though what you are doing, how you're feeling, or whatever's going on in your life might be affecting others, that's still not the reason you're going to get help. You're going to do it for you because you need to figure out what's going on with you 
And if it does turn out to be something, you need to find out how you can treat it, manage it, live with it, and be able to go on functioning in your everyday life with whatever's happening to you. That's why it's so key to getting evaluated. And, and the, you know, the best start is always by you know, seeing a, psych, a psychiatrist or seeing a therapist or a psychologist. The psychiatrist will be the one to diagnose you. But if it takes you seeing a therapist or a psychologist to kind of speak about it, what you might be feeling about it, and you might need help to get to that point of wanting to get help to seeing a psychiatrist, then definitely talking to a therapist or psychologist is, a, is a, another point to start first. It depends. It depends on what's happening in your life or how you feel about it. You might be you know, ready and gung-ho to go see a psychiatrist and get evaluated right away. For others, they may not. They might be very hesitant. They may be very resistant. They might be thinking about it and questioning everything that's happening to them, but just not quite ready to do anything about it yet. I recommend just speaking to somebody about it. Anybody. As long as you're doing something about it, it's something more than you were doing before you did nothing and it'll help manage what's happening in your life doing nothing is very scary um, because you don't know what's going on and you could have so much stuff happening inside you anxiety depression suicidal thoughts there could be so many things happening inside you you're just not sure what it is but because you're not sure what it is it could be very overwhelming and scary and very heavy very daunting to the point where you know it could cause you to have thoughts that aren't very healthy or not healthy at all suicidal thoughts um, this is one of the most important things or one of the most important numbers you'll ever want to remember and they've actually made it so much easier the National Suicide Crisis Lifeline used to be this big drawn out number now it's just simplified it's now just 988 if you or someone you know is going through an emotional or mental crisis or you are contemplating suicide or having any of those thoughts or know somebody that are having those thoughts, 988 is the National Suicide Crisis Lifeline. It's a 24-hour day, 7-day a week, 365-day-a-year service that will be there and they will supply you with one of many, many folks out there who will help you, guide you, and get you to where you need to be to get the best possible help for you. Once again, 988 is the National Suicide Crisis Lifeline. It's, like I said, it's 24-7, 365 days. Somebody with hundreds of people out there will be there to help you, to get you to where you need for the help that you need. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope this kind of helps people who are thinking about doing something to get themselves help. I hope this kind of helps you along the way. And for those other folks who are going through a very deep, dark time, I hope this will help you recognize that you're not alone, for one, that you are in, you know, you aren't going through the same situation as so many people out there and you're probably all thinking that you're all alone well you're not and that's why that lifeline is out there please if you are contemplating suicide or know somebody 
who's thinking about suicide, 988 is the National Suicide Crisis Lifeline. Keep this in mind and be mindful of each other. Take care of each other. Take care of yourself. Your mental and emotional health is just as important as your physical health. So with that being said, stay strong in mind, stay strong in heart, but most of all, don't let the demons get you down. Later. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I'll be back with an all-new episode very soon. Until then, you can catch past episodes of Dance With My Demons podcast on anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast on. You can also catch me on Instagram at DanceWithMyDemons69, on Facebook, DanceWithMyDemons Podcast, on X at DWMDPodcast69. And also, if you or somebody you know is going through an emotional or mental crisis, 988 is the National Suicide Lifeline. Keep that in mind. We're all in this together and everybody needs each other's help. So until then, stay strong in mind, stay strong in heart, but most of all, don't let the demons get you down. Later.